the college football experience, Nebraska Cornhuskers 2023 season preview episode on the sports gambling podcast networks brought to you by our very own Patreon score, exclusive perks and content. you know, uh, available only to our patrons at sports gambling slash Patreon. Once again, that is sports gambling slash Patreon. And remember as always folks to let it ride. Hey folks, this is Bud Foster. You're listening to SGP. Let's let it ride. Episode is a dawn of a new day in Lincoln, Nebraska, with Matt Rule, the new head coach. So we're going to talk all about it. We're going to break down the schedule, go game by game, talking Cornhusker ball, talking Big Red, and uh, look, um, you know, we're going to talk the offense, defense, what they did in the special teams, the coaching hires in general. We're going to deep dive into all of that, but perhaps you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to. My name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, aka. Pick Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Would have killed a normal man, but nah. Now that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was... It was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. Here we are talking about a proud, proud program. Great fan base. Um, I, uh, you know, I was wrong. I'll be the first to say it. I thought Scott Frost was going to be the guy to correct things. Uh, we all did. We all thought that that was the home run hire, you know, and look, he got close, but his team didn't have the it factor when it counted. How many close games can you lose? Uh, it's true. At a certain point, it's uh, it's an attitude. He thing. wasn't going option. I still think that's the real reason. Yeah, maybe he wanted to get a little too fancy to seem a little more. And that's look. Let's just dive right into that. The good folks in Nebraska got away from the option. Uh, I know. mean, and now the rules have changed. But if they were still dominating, I, I thought when they fired Frank Solich, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you could argue maybe Bo Pelini as well. You can not argue. That's a fact. Yes. It was ridiculous to fire Bo Pelini. What? Cause he cursed Kansas and Nebraska. Do they, uh, are those, uh, t- <laughs> they do. Touch, it is right? not okay to curse in the great plains. Apparently well, this fucking podcast is done. Hello. Right? Uh, look, I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for Former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, let's get it going, buddy. All right, Dean Stein, cooler, fumble, Ruski. Boom. All right. One of the most beautiful plays ever. Oh, it's beautiful. Do you have, uh, Mike yeah. Rozier was on that team. Irving Fryer. And I respect Osborne for going for two. You gotta love that. Jeff Smith, that great fourth oh, down Jeff touchdown. Smith, the running back play for the Bucks later. Well, yeah. I mean. You got you got uh, I mean, dude, this I I grew up a Colorado fan, which I know they're probably turning me off right now. <laughs> but I'm saying like I appreciate Nebraska. Yeah. Right, I want them to be good again, well, but I don't want them to be like Mike Riley or Callahan Auto Parts good with passing the ball all around. Yeah, I want the power rushing attack back. All right. Yeah, I mean uh, the physical. I mean, I guess they had it to an extent under Pelini. I would say yeah. largely they yeah. were tough. Yeah, but it's not since Osborne left. They haven't been mauling teams like they used to since since Solis left. Since Solis, yeah, yeah, because they were they were doing a little bit They're there. Still but doing yeah, that then. Um, but you know, it's easy to see a tide turn. Patty C, uh, Matt Rule is the new coach in Lincoln. Um, didn't work out with him in the Carolina Panthers, but they kept saying he was an NFL guy. I never really understood that one. Um, this is a guy that played linebacker over under Joe Paterno and 
<coughs> Jerry Sandusky. Hello. And <laughs> and uh he no, I mean he coached at uh at, at Hopefully a, didn't pick up everything. Hopefully he didn't go to those oh. pillow fights in the uh basement of Sandusky's house. Uh okay. it's not funny, but uh uh look, um We're going to hell. Yeah. Okay. At Temple, at Temple they uh they he was two and ten year one, jumped out to six and six year two, ten and four year three, ten and three year four, and then he bounces out to Baylor before the bowl game. Uh one and eleven at Baylor, then seven and six and eleven and three. So it seems like they got the guy to really do this based on that. Now turning programs around seems to be his specialty. It does suck that to me, like if you're a Nebraska fan, you're saying, Okay, yes. We can win the Big Ten West very soon, but no, the Big Ten West is going away after this year. Yeah, so you're probably going to get Michigan, Ohio State, and USC and UCLA a little more often. But yeah, that's true. The NIL collective is strong. Nebraska's fans are fucking fantastic. All right, and I'm a Colorado guy saying this. All right, Uh, they're great for college football. Nebraska, I want them really good again. Yeah, and I want them playing Colorado every Black Friday. I don't care what anyone says. We want them at least in the nine ten win range. Yeah, this uh, Nebraska without being in the conversation is a bummer. Yeah, and uh, no, I just want them, but I want them power running. I know, I know, Matt Rules hinted at this. The the fullbacks coming back. Oh yeah, Dean, uh, you know uh, Joel McElvicka, one of the greatest. There was was just Tom Rathman was a was a Nebraska fullback, probably the quintessential fullback of all time. Corey Schlesinger, remember? They just got guys. I want that back. Come on, let's go. He's a huge fan of fullbacks. He's a huge fan of H backs and tight ends. But what do you, what would you, 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 you think that's the right, is it, I thought frost was the right man for the job, but now I didn't think Mike Riley was, I didn't think Callahan auto parts. I don't even know that I thought Pelini was, well, but look, frost, there's nothing about his identity as a X's and O's coach that suggested that he was a fit for what we hope to see at Nebraska, which is physicality. He had coached every position on the field. He'd been all yeah. over the place. He, he did had, a great job as a head with coach. A lot of great coaches. Yeah. So, so we just thought, you know, you're, you're the, the golden boy of, of Nebraska past. You're coming shoe back. Fits. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the identity, it never happened. The physicality never happened. So uh, Matt rule, even though he doesn't have that golden boy persona. And, and remember one of those years, those, my lock was like, Nebraska's going to win over six and a half games. And dude, that was the three and nine year where they lost nine games by one score or less. It's almost impossible brutal, to do, brutal. but well, a more uh, physical team. I mean, that's kind of his blueprint. They were the worst special teams under Scott Frost. I cannot remember watching a team with a worst special teams in mm. all my life. Mm. And that's mm. a lot of football hours. You know what I mean? That's a lot of football. Well, hours. tell you what, for the one year that he's in the big 10 West, uh, he will fit uh, well among the coaches in the big 10 West it's because uh, punting is uh, a humongous Kurt priority Ferris swears by it. Brett Bielma swears by <laughs> that's it. Right. You know, uh, fickle comes in and I don't know. It's a wild card with him going, going dairy raid, air raid offense in, in, in Madison. But uh, uh, he's going away from his and nature. Fitz is gone. So, you know, that doesn't matter anymore. Uh, so, okay. So you think it's a decent hire? I think it's a great hire. Yeah. Okay. I think it's a fantastic hire. I, I think what you mentioned before his track record, uh, would you say he, in his previous two stops, two and 10, yeah. six and six, 10 and four. Okay. So you go terrible average and good, but it seems like one where you don't just hop in there and, and you know, turnkey program, but this is a new day and age with the transfer portal. They're I've talented. Been, yeah. You can bring in and they lost a lot of close games as you alluded to. Yeah. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to break it down. We're going to break down the offense, defense, special teams, transfer portal, go game by game on the schedule and project how Nebraska will do in 2023. Uh, but before I do all that, I want to tell you folks out there that the Nebraska Cornhuskers 2023 season preview episode is brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Yes, do your part in the war against corporate gambling, all right? And support us, all right? Sign up for the SGPN or SGP Patreon. There's a ton of exclusive content, contests, and merch just for our patrons. Uh, look, plus a monthly SGP Stories podcast. Whew. I mean, we've been good friends. We were good friends with dearly departed Mike Leach. We got some stories with Coach Leach. Uh, may he rest easy. That's just some. We'll oh, tell you just stories in general. Oh yeah. Uh, and it will be ad-free, uncensored show. Well, you know Hi- the college experience yeah, is all about exactly. the stories. Highlighting the best stories uh, from decades of B and D gens. 
There's even going to be a discord channel just for the patrons. So sports gathering podcast, uh, you know, Patreon is a great way to score exclusive perks and support us at the same time. So sports gathering podcast.com slash Patreon. Once again, that is sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. All right. We are back on the college football experience, Nebraska Cornhuskers 2023 season preview episode. Let's talk a little bit about that portal. Dude, we were doing this five, six years ago. It was very easy. It was like, oh, it was one player. Now it's this thing's looking like the four or five freeway out here in LA. Uh departing. Running back, AJ Allen. He's now at the Miami Hurricanes. Second leading rusher. Ouch. Departing is safety, Jaleel Martin, who's a Syracuse orange man with Rocky Long. Departing is another safety, Noah Pola Gates, who's now with Rocky Long's old stop, the New Mexico Lobos and Danny Gonzalez. Mm. Departing is quarterback Casey Thompson to Florida Atlantic. I thought that was a good get for Florida Atlantic, personally. Obviously. Uh, departing is defensive lineman Stefan Wynn going to Ole Miss. I think he was a starter a year ago. Stefan Wynn. Yeah. Uh, cornerback Braxton Clark in the portal. Was win 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 was good for twenty two tackles, uh, Braxton uh, Clark. Let me see where he. I'm is. not sure he got a lot of burn. Not a ton of burn. Yeah, not a ton. Logan Smothers, quarterback. He's in the portal. Uh, so you know he's gone. He's a third stringer. Sean Hardy at the wide receiver spot. Gone. Still in the portal. Wide receiver Victor Jones though is with the Liberty Flames with the Flame and Libs in Virginia. Quarterback Richard Torres in the portal wide receiver, Evan Meyer stick or Meyer sick in the portal. Tight end. James Carney is in the portal. Not dudes that are, we're getting a ton of burn wide receiver. Alante Brown heading to Michigan state mm, in the conference. No, that's yeah. a little bit of a loss. 16 catches 191 yards. Uh, offensive lineman, Kevin Williams to Biff Pogey in the Charlotte 49ers kicker, Charlie Weinrich. To the Kansas Jayhawks and Lance Leipel. Uh running back Jaquez Yant Yant to Florida A and M. Quez Yant eh, doesn't look like he got a lot of burn. Yeah, fifty six rushing yards. Uh, Masai Newman or Newsom, I'm sorry, Newsom uh, is in the portal of the defensive line spot. Defensive lineman Marquise Black goes to Western Kentucky. That's that's another loss there. Uh, defensive lineman Jalen Weaver is in the portal as well. Losing a lot of uh, guys on the, in the trenches. Cornerback Jaden Gould is off to Syracuse. This was a four-star transfer get mm. for the Q. Mm. So I'm assuming this guy got a lot of burn. No. G O U L D. Not not seeing him. Uh. Coming up on the stat stat log here, so mm. that one's not too bad. Kamonte Grimes, wide receiver to Northern Iowa. Nope, no burn. Wide receiver, and uh, I think it's time for us to play this. Um, you know, Dakota's Crawford, mm. who caught some NIL money. Uh, he is now off to Louisiana Tech. Mm, mm, um, mm. Oh man. I'm so glad we called SOS. RAC is the coldest. <laughs> I'm always the coldest. SOS to the rescue. Hey, this is Dakota Crawford, wide receiver from Louisiana, SOS now playing in Lincoln. When your AC isn't the coldest, you call SOS heating and cooling. Their takes don't make commissions, so they give you an honest opinion, fair pricing, and longer warranties than a competition guaranteed. SOS Take it from the coldest. We'll keep you cool this summer. Great campaign. Great campaign. I don't know how you're gonna find a new guy for air conditioning. <laughs> we gotta find this. Didn't put up any stats last it year. Doesn't but, matter. Uh, he was a, f- a he freshman. Was the he coldest. was a freshman. Yeah. Uh, linebacker Ernest Hossman. Look up this guy. He, he was a Hoss four-star transfer get for the Michigan Wolverines. Oof. We get that. Oh. Hossman. Yeah. H a u s m a n n. He was a wow, stud. Yeah. Fifty-four tackles. Gotta- Him and Gold. I think. I think Gold. Uh, like G O U L D, uh, it must have been must have been a, a substantial get. Offensive tackle, Brant, Brant Banks is now with the Rice Owls and J T Daniels. Cornerback Tyreek Johnson's in the portal. 
Offensive lineman Michael Lynn is in the portal. Tyreek Johnson, they say, is a four-star transfer portal. You know, he's out there. Um, that's who they lost. They were about to lose Isaiah Garcia Castaneda, but he was talked back. You know, I mean, I, I think obviously uh, uh, Casey Thompson's a a big loss, you know, but I feel like let's see who they brought in. Yeah. Cause I'm telling you, I think they did a great job on what they brought in. Anthony grant really coming back at the running back position is, is nice. Huge. Right. Yeah. Uh, offensive tackle. Tyler knock is coming in from the Utah Utes won the pac 12, the past two years. Uh, then you have the Georgia bulldogs defensive end four-star transfer MJ Sherman. This is a huge get absolutely huge get because they need guys on the defensive line. MJ Sherman going to have to be that guy. They also got offensive tackle Jacob hood from the Georgia Bulldogs. Nice. Very nice. Wide receiver, Billy Kemp from the Virginia Cavaliers going East for a lot of that. He was good. Billy Kemp was was very good. Yeah. I'm a Virginia guy over here. Uh, Look, this guy is yeah, kind of like a, 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 a athletic slot. He's a tough receiver. He'll go over the middle. He's undersized, but he he goes after the ball and he's got some game breaking ability. That's a nice pickup. Well, and then you got the the mystery one. Some people have said he's the greatest recruit ever at the tight end position. Eric Gilbert. Oh yeah, who was at LSU? He was at Florida. He was at Georgia, and now he's at Nebraska. How many national championship teams is that? <laughs> Seriously, uh, uh, this guy they this guy was the number one recruit in the nation at tight end. I mean, honestly, crazy five-star transfer. If he, if Matt rule can get this guy to deliver, you're yeah. looking at a, a super crazy talent. talent. Now yeah. you want to talk about a, a guy who supposedly likes differing types of tight ends. This is the type of tight end. That's your pass catcher. I'm assuming he doesn't seem like he's got the, grit. he's got to get this going. He's got to get this. I mean, if going. you're considered the greatest tight end prospect ever, then you should well, how probably have, you, have you're at LSU. You're at Florida. Yeah. You're at Georgia. What happened? Yeah. Uh, maybe he's finally found a landing spot. Billy Kemp, by the way, uh, 2020, 67 receptions, 2021, 74 receptions last year, only 16. Not sure what happened there, but I can vouch for him. He's a baller. Yeah. Cornerback Corey Collier comes in from the Florida Gators. Offensive tackle. Ben Scott comes in from the Arizona state sun devils. They did a great job in the portal. I think linebacker chief borders. Great name uh, comes over from the Florida Gators. That is a great name. They're getting Florida guys. They're going after Texas A&M defensive lineman Elijah Judy comes in for, to Nebraska. There you go. Quarterback Jeff Sims. This is the big one. There big time. Go. Another big time recruit. Another big time recruit comes over from Georgia Tech. ACC. He's country. mobile. Yep. I think if Matt Rule uses him correctly, he could be very good. Oh yeah. I mean, well, we'll, we'll get to it. But Casey Thompson versus uh, Jeff Sims. Your comparison. I mean, Casey's a better, much better passer. Yeah. But Sims is a dual threat capability, and Casey Thompson can run too. Yeah, but, but Sims, a, Sims, Sims a can really breaker. run. Yeah, yeah. Uh, long snapper Marco Ortiz coming over from the Florida Gators as well. Wide receiver Josh Fleeks from the Baylor Bears comes into Lincoln. I mean, I think they did an unbelievable job in the portal, and it makes me think on first thought that Rule is not going to have one of these one in eleven years like he traditionally does in year one. But here's another thing: Sims has gotten dinged up. The past couple of years, I yeah, feel like. he's a little frail in in his frame. So losing Thompson might be a blow because you you have that depth before. But I can tell you, I thought they definitely won the portal. How about you? Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, uh, losing Thompson and gaining Sims seems to be the 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 biggest obviously loss and get. But Billy Kemp is a, is a nice pickup. Obviously, uh, uh, the uh, the superstar uh, tight end has you know high end potential if it pans out. I yeah. don't think you can plan on that, but that's a nice wild card to have in your deck. And then, uh, yeah, other than that, it doesn't seem like they lost a ton. So uh, overall, I give it a, a slight win. Yeah, no, I think they do. I, I think they won the portal. They lost a couple guys, but I mean, I think they overall won the portal. Um, now the offense brings back seven, Patty C. And I don't know why these numbers, you know, for most of these teams. When we rattle off the numbers, they mean something because they're returning everybody, but they're shifting to a brand new offense. But a year ago, they were 101st in scoring offense, 99th in rush offense, 81st in pass offense, charting at the 101st best offense in the nation. Not good. Well, they bring in a new OC, Marcus Satterfield from South Carolina. What's interesting here, though, is if you talk to South Carolina fans, they wanted him out. So, uh, interesting hire. 
Well, I mean, definitely an interesting hire. Uh, it sounds like he is, you know, content doing the thing, the things, the way that Matt ruled it, did them, you know, at his previous stops, which is a, a physical, you know, not dynamic offense, but a, 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 a system designed to win close games, big 10 West style. Yeah. So, you know, winning close should, should be music to the ears of Nebraska fans at this point. As opposed to losing close. Yeah, yeah, and by, by the way, he brought in Ed Foley at special teams. Remember, he was the guy who was the interim head coach, Chris Farley vibes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that guy's a fucking Major that guy's amazing, <laughs> and I'm very excited that he's he's back. And uh, you know, wait, what 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 role is Ed Foley? Uh, special teams coordinator. Hell yeah, that's oh, a great guy. Uh, that guy's great. Matt Foley, Ed Foley. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's been downstairs in the basement drinking coffee for the past eight hours. <laughs> um, Marcus uh, Satterfield, number. 72 offense in the country last year at South Carolina. That's with Spencer Rattler at the helm. Yeah, maybe. I know Carolina fans weren't excited about they they were surprised that he left for cuz they're like, but we were about to, to maybe can you. Yeah. I don't know. Well, but maybe that's silly because South Carolina had one of their best years last year in a long time. Final two games, but uh, they did have some struggles early on. I mean, look, beating Clemson close at the end of the True. year. Fair. Hopefully that's a sign of what Nebraska has to look forward fair, to. Fair. Fair. But Matt Rule, I'm sorry, not Matt Rule. Um, Ed Foley. If you don't know what we're talking about, YouTube Ed Foley Temple press conference when he was the interim head coach. Classic. Yeah, absolutely classic. Uh, all right, let's break down this offense because Jeff Sims is the quarterback penciled in to be the starter. Got to worry. They still have Chuba Purdy somewhere on that bench somewhere. Um, That's a huge uh, safety net. Well, I, he's not even projected the second string quarterback though. He's projected third string. That's I see Heinrich Harburg projected <laughs> uh, second, but maybe you know a lot can change in August. But Sims, uh, it's a big. If they if if he can use Sims correctly, he could be really fucking good. Uh, Sims, uh, let's see career stats. Um, only a thousand fifty, a thousand one hundred passing yards in twenty twenty two. Only fourteen hundred year the year before eighteen hundred back in twenty twenty the COVID year, so he seems to be uh, losing ground from a passing standpoint. I'd have to uh, get his rushing stats. Uh, he, he was injured though. Some of that rushing yeah. stats consistent. Uh, you know, five hundred three seventy two and then three hundred two. So, um, yeah, he can move the ball with his legs too. And beyond that, he opens things up for you know the running game, the other running backs, and I think. That's that's good for rule, you know. I yeah. mean, rules had some mobile quarterbacks. Uh, PJ Walker, yeah. Uh, he had Charlie Brewer though at Baylor, right? Charlie Brewer was this guy at Baylor. Not that's mobile, true, but yeah, yeah. Not, not really. Yeah. But you can, you know, if you if you stretch the the field horizontally with a quarterback's legs, then you know you can open up running lanes on the opposite side of the ball and get that offense move. Yeah, no, I like that. Get uh, running back wise, you return. You, you mentioned the return of Anthony Grant. Also, Gabe Irvin is a guy I know they're really high on. They also have Ramir Johnson in that backfield. It's a pretty solid backfield. The question is, will the O line be solid enough? Uh, receiving court, we like what they did in the portal. Josh Fleeks coming in from Baylor. Billy Kemp coming in from uh, Virginia. They already have Marcus Washington, who was previously at Texas two years ago. Xavier Betts is someone they're excited about, and they were able to talk back Isaiah Garcia Castaneda. So the wide receiving core looking pretty good. Also, Trey, Malachi Trey Palmer uh, exhaust his uh, eligibility. Is that what happened there? Yeah, I believe so. Um, yeah, he's in the NFL. Seventy-one yeah. catches. I mean, I guess you could say Anthony Grant had a somewhat uh, impressive year rushing, nine hundred fifteen yards, but. Uh, he's not even penciling as the starter for what I'm seeing. Though. I'm seeing uh, Gabe Irvin penciling as the starter, but Grant as the backup, but maybe a one-two punch. Interesting. Uh, yeah, the, the offense just was not impressive on any level last year. Yeah, uh, but I mean the tight end positions, like I said, the, I see them starting Thomas Fidone, who's a sophomore. That'd be interesting because they brought in they brought in some of these guys from the portal. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to watch the O line. Uh, center Ben Scott uh, comes in from Arizona State. He's penciled as a day one starter. Uh, besides that, they return Ethan Piper, a left guard that was a starter a year ago. They also bring in. Uh, I'm sorry, they they bring back Bryce Benhart and uh, and left tackle Turner Cor- Corcoran. So um, you could say if you add in Ben Scott being a starter. Four or five starters back on the offensive line, Patty. Should we be optimistic about the success Matt Rule can have in year one? I think that's being uh, optimistic. Okay. I, well, the defensive side of the ball, 
which uh brand new DC. I do like this hire. Tony White coming over from Syracuse. Uh they returned eight on the defensive side of the ball. Now a year ago, defense wasn't amazing. 76 in scoring defense, 108th in rush defense. Ouch. Defensive Ouch. line, 67th in pass defense, 99th in total defense. Uh, Tony White did have Syracuse with the number one twenty, uh, number twenty-one overall defense. In no, college. I think it's a good. I think it's a good defensive coordinator. It's going to be exciting to see uh, if what he can do year one. They only have one guy returning on the defensive line, Patty C, and that's Ty Robinson. Mm. Uh, they brought in some transfers, but only one starter on the defensive line. The linebacking core does have uh, three of four back that started. MJ Sherman, the Georgia transfer. Um, is is the one that they're counting on? I think John Bullock is back as well. Isaac uh, Gifford as well. No relation to Frank. Um, <laughs> secondary, everyone's back. I mean, well, no, everyone. They have all starters returning. That includes Corey Collier, a Florida transfer who started there. That includes, uh, yeah, and the rest actually: Quentin Newsom, Malcolm Hartzog, Marquise Buford, all back. Kicker, punter, back. Patty C is the defense going to be? Way, way better in 2023. I think you can count on them having a vast improvement. Matt Rule is going to be accounting for that to an extent. Tony White will account for that. And the amount of returning talent all suggests an improvement on the defensive side of the ball. So, I mean, I, I, I don't think it was last year. I think it was the year before. Was that crazy? Like nine losses by a score or less. But you look back at last year, they lose that game to Northwestern in Dublin, one score game. They lose to Georgia Southern in Lincoln, one score game. They lose to, 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 uh, to uh, Purdue in a six point game, one score game, Minnesota, one score game and Wisconsin, one score game. So they really <laughs> still continued this trend of losing one score games. Now that all their wins for the most part, I mean, North Dakota FCS, Double digits, Indiana double digits, but beating Rutgers by one in a game they probably should have lost. I remember watching that on Not a Friday a night. Look. And then Iowa by seven. Nice no, win. That's incredible. Yeah. In Iowa City. Yeah. With an interim coach. Hey. Uh, Unfucking believable. Yeah. yeah. Who, who is that? Uh, Mickey, Mickey Joseph. Mickey yeah. Joseph, congrats on going out. Yes. You know, getting a win over Iowa. He's going to have that forever. So. Yeah. We're going to go game by game on the schedule here and try to project how they'll do in, in year one of the rule era. But before we do that, I want to tell you that the college football experience, Nebraska Cornhuskers 2023 season previews brought to you by underdog fantasy. Yes. The NFL season is right around the corner and underdog pick is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props and a ton uh, you know, that would, that are all available in a ton of markets. Plus there's plenty of opportunities to win in their daily MLB contest. And of course, make sure you enter the best ball mania where first place gets $3 million. Head on over to underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. Once again, that's underdogfantasy.com. promo code S G P N. All right. We are back on the college football experience. Hopefully you're subscribed uh, on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience, um, because this is the hub for all of our stuff. Uh, go listen to us wherever podcasts are found. We'd appreciate that five-star review, all that good stuff. But also we host the FCS college football experience, the college basketball experience. Fred Hoiberg, I think might be due for a big year in Lincoln when the basketball season tips will be here each and every single night of the season. And also the college baseball experience and the big 12 experience, brand new podcast. We have dropping. We come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. How do you think about the good folks in uh, Lincoln feel about Creighton? Oh, I think they're probably fans. I mean, I I don't know. Some, some, I think they're probably split. Yeah. Yeah. But Creighton, we got you covered with Creighton. Creighton needs to start their football program. Yeah, they do. What's going on or Omaha. What's going on? Nebraska should have two, two, two football programs. Yeah. You got every, every state's got to have a couple. Yeah. Got to have a couple, but uh, either way, I mean, look, um, if you're watching on YouTube, you see right now, the graphic shout out to Cam Kerr, the win total sitting at six. Patty C first reaction without looking at the schedule under. Yeah, just because year one in the history of rule is that is that and what that's based on? We're ranked about 100 in both offense and defense last year, so it's not even like they have a, a, an elite unit that they can you know take advantage of. I think they're it's a full rebuild. You know, it's a system overhaul. So, and this is what rule does. And like you said, it, it, traditionally he he struggles in year one as he implements the culture and the 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 system. So yeah, I think you should expect this, Nebraska fans. And not be upset about it. Well, let's get into it because uh, week one. Well, first off, they open with back-to-back road games. Uh, 
They are at the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Patty C, we've done our Minnesota preview. Go listen to it. PJ Fleck rowing the boat. I think this is a sneaky game because Minnesota did lose a ton. I think Matt Rule's capable of pulling the upset, but I took Minnesota to get it done. Um, I don't feel amazing about it, but I just think Minnesota, if I had to, I would take just because brand new, brand new, you know, year. Yeah. Brand new offense, brand new defense. Minnesota's got a leg up there. So I got a one, I got uh, Nebraska 0 and 1, Minnesota 1 and 0, and you did too, yeah. right? Yep. So I'm curious. I don't remember what you did on the Colorado preview, but uh, the I'm very next sure game, I got hyped up and took Colorado. Although I don't know that I did. I glad this glad this game's on the schedule. Shout out to both Nebraska and Colorado for making this happen. I grew up, you know, rooting for the Buffs, and uh, I know Nebraska fans probably hate me, but uh, look, I like Nebraska. Good. I like Nebraska. Good. Yeah. I want them good. I mean, let, so, let's be honest. Part of the reason you like Colorado, a they had great swag, but it's because it's in our DNA as true sports fans, not to, you know, jump on the, the, the winning his team's bandwagon. So you kind of always yeah. got to get, you know, at least, and, and my oldest brother was a Notre Dame fan. So uh, seeing Colorado Notre Dame play back-to-back national championships, I was like, I cannot root for, for my brother being happy, <laughs> right? That's just normal. So you, right? get, you get the gist. And here. I was a s- like eight year old or something, you know what I mean? So it's, um, it's, it's in the blood yeah. early. Uh, look, Colorado number 63 in the national talent composite as of last year, obviously does that apply at all this year? No <laughs> 70 transfers. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, Nebraska has been pretty steady. I want to say they were what? Like 24th this year. I took, 23rd before I took that. Colorado on, on the preview. Do I feel confident in that? Not at all. Yeah. Um, but I think my logic was this it's in Folsom. That was the only logic. And I think uh, it was Sean Lewis. They're going to play incredibly fast. So I could, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Nebraska won by 21, but I also wouldn't be surprised if Colorado won by 21. Yeah. So uh true mystery game in college football this year. I'll say this. There's one other tough game on their slate that we, we can find that between a road trip to Minnesota, Colorado, and I'll say this. Illinois on a Friday night, which is midway through the season. I think they'll get a one win out of those three. So right now though, I'll, I'll say it's Colorado. I'll say it's Colorado. One okay. and one. One and one. I got a mowing two. And then Northern Illinois comes to town. Patty C, you don't have to go back that far. Go back to uh say uh September 16th, 2017, when Northern Illinois went into Lincoln and won 21-17. Hello. <laughs> now they 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 are don't one. Don't remind them. Yeah, they're one and three all time, but uh and and most of them have been blowouts, but they did bite them before. I'm giving this as a win to Matt Rule. Tommy Hammock, uh, you know, good one year, bad one year. We're not sure what to expect this year out of him, but I think he runs it okay program. They got Rocky Lombardi, who's related to Vince Lombardi. So watch it, watch it. You know, <laughs> in Lincoln, you got to get this one. He's 37 years old. Show. I'm taking Northern Illinois. This is the home <laughs> opener for Matt Rule. There you go. I think he gets his first win. You got him having a second. Yep. Uh, so uh, one and two, and then they get Louisiana tech. I remember this game in 1998 when the season opened, I think oh, it was man. week zero when Troy Edwards had 7,000 yards, but Tim Nebraska, <laughs> yeah, but Nebraska still blew them out. Yeah. Uh, this is a win though. Sonny Cumbie. No, this is another win for Nebraska two and two. And then I got them three and one out the gate three and one. And then the Michigan Wolverines and Jim Harbaugh come to town. First game for Harbaugh after that suspension, most likely <laughs> um, now. Michigan gets it. Here's done. the thing. Michigan, I don't think, is a let, let me let me double check again. Let me get the exact numbers. Nebraska 24 on the national composite as of last year. Michigan number 13. So from a from, from a talent standpoint, and which probably relates to the trenches as well, Michigan may not be a ton more talented. Actually, Michigan's offense line, pretty damn talented. I was about to say, they might have the best offensive line in, in the country. football. Yeah. But Nebraska, plenty, plenty talented. But whether he's instilled the but physicality. To me, the, the clear red flag on this team in Nebraska right now is the defensive line. That's true. Right? They'll probably get yeah. run through. You have to take Michigan here. Uh, so I got him two and three. You got him three and two. Yep. They got a uh, Friday game against Brett Bielma, who just went out and got Jim Leonard. Interest interesting. I don't think Nebraska is going to win at Illinois. So I am taking Illinois Friday night. Yeah. This place will be packed. I got them now sitting there at two and four, two and four, three and three for Patty C. They get a bye week though. And now they host Northwestern. I went to Lincoln to catch a Northwestern game just a couple years ago. Um, 
This they, next stretch of their season is nice. Makes or breaks their nice. season. Nice. They're yeah. winning. Northwestern, obviously, all this crazy shit happening yeah, that's there. That's a W. That's a win. That moves me to three and four. I got them four and three. Yeah. And then they're hosting for homecoming the Purdue Boilermakers. <sighs> I do think this is kind of a 50 50 game because Purdue, I thought, was very good in the portal as well. 43 to 37 in West Lafayette last year. This is a true, like, this is a true 50 50 game. Yeah. It's a true 50 50 game. Let's give it to Nebraska. Homecoming. Give me, give me it to Nebraska. At Memorial Stadium. Yeah. There, I'm with you. So that puts me at uh, what four and four, right? Is that eight games? Yeah, that's eight yeah. games. I got them five and three. Okay, now they're at Michigan State. We did the Michigan State preview. I I wouldn't be surprised if they won this game. It's a coin flip, but I took Michigan State. I think they're due for another loss at this point. So uh, four and five for you, five and four for me. Yeah, and then they're home to Maryland. I do think this is a win. Yeah, I do think this is a win. Yep. So that that goes to f- win five. For me, win six for you. So yep. the, the over under so is far. on six. Yep. They're at Wisconsin, Madison, uh, Wisconsin, uh, Saturday, November eighteenth. That's just a loss to me. It is, but that's such. I mean, what if you have two teams with supposedly similar talent levels, right? And both bringing completely new coaches that are overhauling the system entirely. What you can't base it off of like the previous. I think maybe you can to an extent, but I don't think. Wisconsin is going to be way better than Nebraska, but it's in Madison. So I guess I got to go Badgers. So that puts you still at six and five. Yep. I'm at five and six, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Or wait, Maryland is my win. Michigan, uh, Maryland, Purdue, Northwestern's three, Louisiana tech four, Northern Illinois, five, uh, Iowa comes to town, man. This still, game still breaks my heart because I don't, I want Colorado, Nebraska. I, I also miss Nebraska playing Oklahoma. Cornfield football. It's still cool, but like it should be. Can we replace this with Colorado, please? Um, this is interesting. They beat Iowa last year, but I'm kind of bullish on Iowa this year, man. I uh, like what they did in the portal. Look, I know you love Colorado, uh, Nebraska. It was a great rivalry. A great rivalry. Well, it's just perfect for Black Friday. Yeah, it was fun. There's a lot of you know intensity. Mountains against flatland. That's right. That's right. It's uh, Nebraska the- fans will tell you douchebags against good people. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, that's true. You're not, you're, you're definitely getting two different. Uh, I'm assuming voting bases, um, but you know, more similar uh, fan bases going at it in the uh, what do they call this? The corn cup bowl or something? Cor- uh, cream corn bowl? Cream corn bowl. Uh, <laughs> out of my Iowa head. and Nebraska. Iowa has gotten the better of Nebraska for the most part. Uh, Nebraska started out what they got the first four when they came from the Big Twelve. Uh, Iowa has since mainly taken control, but obviously Nebraska got last year. But I, I love what Iowa did in the portal with Eric All bringing in uh, McNamara. Yeah, I mean, I think I this is still a winnable game for Matt Rule. This is interesting. Now I'll even say, give me an upset. Give me an upset. You know, this is this is when this rivalry gets really fun because they are playing. Nebraska is finally playing Big Ten West football with the uh, yeah with Matt Rule. Yeah, with, yeah. and 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 Ferentz. We're gonna have a slugfest. I'm in. I'm in. Let's for go for it. the upset. I'm not. Yeah. No. no, I'm going. I'm going to Iowa here. Okay, so you're going six and six. I'm going six and six. 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 Now, if I had to lean anyway, I got to lean on. I'm just because. Under just because we gave them Purdue, we gave them Maryland. Uh, I even have them beating Iowa. Now, sure, could they beat Colorado? One hundred percent. I have no idea in that game. They could be three and one out the gates very, very easily, and then I mean, they could beat Minnesota. It, it, it's a really interesting year here, but I, I feel like six and six is what they're gonna do. But obviously, that's the exact number Las Vegas set. We ha- we are not going to sit here and say the number. We have to say over or under. And I think, gun to my head, give me five and seven, and more likely than seven and five. Yeah, I think yeah. you just have to look at uh, rules history at Temple at Baylor. He's not a fast starter, but he accelerates really quickly in year two, and then he's at a full sprint by year three. So. But I, I will say that the portal wasn't as prominent back then. Like you might be able to excel a little faster That's with, true. with the portal. Is he the type of guy that can take advantage of it? I think well, he did okay. Yeah, we'll see. I thought he did great in the portal. So, yeah. uh, look, we're both on the under with the Cornhuskers. After I was over on them like the past five years, <laughs> some of those didn't treat me very well. <laughs> Lesson learned. Maybe, maybe that's really the, what's happening here. But look, before we get out of here, I got a chance to sit down with Michael Barker. And if you don't know who Michael Barker is, he's no, he's known on Twitter as College Football Campus Tour. This guy's been to every college football game. 
All right. Like every stadium at least. And, and, and the FBS, I, I sarcastically say every game, but pretty much if you follow <laughs> his page, he's at like seven games a week. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Uh, I sat down with him about his experiences. And I've been to the stadium, Patty. See, it's a great stadium. Yeah. Um, uh, it's a great town. It's right downtown. So, oh, yeah. uh, supposedly it becomes the biggest. Nebraska uh, is college football, man. That's why they got to get good again. Yeah. Becomes yeah. the second biggest city in, or the, yeah. or the biggest. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's not the biggest city in this, uh, the state. I think what Omaha would be yeah. typically, but yeah. on game day, Lincoln is the biggest city Let's in go. the state. Let's go. Look, well, here's that interview. Uh, so, with no further ado. Joining me on the college football experience, Nebraska Cornhuskers 2023 season preview uh, is none other than Michael Barker, AKA college football campus tour. You might be wondering what, what is that uh, on Twitter? He's at CFB campus tour. And let me tell you folks, I think it's one of the best Twitter accounts you can follow in all the land because Michael, not only does he go to like five, six, seven college football games a week. I repeat a week. He documented it all. It's not just like him, uh, dr- you know, drunk at a stadium, taking a photo, you know, he documents it all photo of the game talks about the history of the place. He'll show you points of the stadium that are cool or historical or, or perhaps wacky. So, uh, you know, it's just a must follow even in the off season. There's a lot of great work there. And uh, Michael, I appreciate you hopping on, on the show to talk about Memorial stadium. Yeah. Thank you for the introduction. Uh, a lot of times I have to cut the tailgating short or else I'll be that drunk guy in the crowd. That you're talking <laughs> about. So, um, but yeah, no, this is a big one. Memorial stadium. Uh, love to talk about this place. Yes. Uh, I, I want you to tell me the history on, I mean, I've been to the stadium and, and I had a, even as someone that grew up hating Nebraska, uh, I, they do college football, right? In my opinion, I'm curious the history in your opinion, but uh, talk to me about the history of Memorial stadium. Yeah, so this year it's its 100th anniversary, opened in 1923. Uh, it replaced Nebraska Field, which at the time they were getting people, you know, hanging on telephone poles, sitting on roofs across the street just to look in there. So uh, they handed Newt Rockney two of his only losses uh, with the Four Horsemen in back-to-back years. So they outgrew uh, Nebraska Field. They moved into Memorial Stadium, like I said, 1923 had 31,000 seats and has grown 85,000 is where it's at now record crowd 19 or 2014. They played Miami. They got 91,585. They beat them 41 to 31. Uh, they call the crowd the sea of red because everybody dresses in red 389 consecutive sellouts since 1962. Their record is 315 and 67 during that streak. So winning, 80%, 85% of the games. And they have the uh, all time longest home winning streak in college football history, 47 games from 1991 to 1998. Yeah. And for my money in my lifetime, and I've been a big hardcore college football fan really since like the early nineties, man, that 95 team I'll put up against anybody. Cause they were so dominant. And uh, look, I, 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 like I said, I grew up hating them, but I couldn't help but love what they're about. They are college football. I've, I've been to Memorial stadium and, and it was fantastic that I watched them blow out the uh, Northwestern uh, something crazy in the, in the frost era. And just, everything was great. It went downtown to the bars. It was just, everything was perfect about that uh, college football experience. Tell me about your experiences there. So cool stat about that 95 team. They didn't get called for one holding penalty the entire year, even though they run the ball that much, which is amazing. Uh, So I've been there for one game, but also I went to the spring game when Scott Frost got hired and they sold it out. Uh, I don't know how many places, you know, we just heard about Dion selling out a spring game, but Folsom field doesn't have anywhere the capacity of uh, Memorial stadium. So uh, that was impressive. 85,000 at a spring game. He walked on the field and they cheered him just for pointing and doing anything. So it was a cool scene The the one game I went to was in 2021. It was a great game, a night game against Michigan. Uh, it was 29, 29 in the fourth quarter. Uh, Jake Moody kicked a 39 yard field goal for Michigan with a buck 34 left. And they ended up winning 32, 29, but that, that was one of the biggest battles Michigan had all year. Uh, that was when they were still releasing the red balloons there. Uh, Trev Alberts, uh, the, the, the AD stopped that after that, but it was just peak Memorial uh, stadium experience uh, night game, not too cold, even though it was late in the season and very competitive. I know they played some games against Ohio state and Wisconsin over the last few years that haven't been close, but this was 
as good of a recent experience you could get at Memorial Stadium as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah, I remember watching that game on TV. That was a great game, um, and uh, yeah, I mean this stadium. It's they, their fans are passionate. It seems like the whole town shuts down when there's a game, and they blew out Northwestern when I went. And then the bar scene, obviously, it was almost like it was in tune with the football experience because the fact they won, it just seemed like you know everyone was in town happy about uh, about you know their their Cornhuskers grabbing the dub and i say that as some of them root for colorado come on uh so so shout out to to uh, to, to what do they call it a tom osborne field now too aren't they calling I think, that I think yeah. So, yeah there's a statue of tom osborne uh, with brooks bollinger uh quarterback that was there with tommy frazier died in a plane crash but very instrumental during the time when uh, tommy frazier had the blood clot in his leg and very, you know, has a lot of responsibility for winning those national titles. There's a statue outside the stadium of Tom Osborne and uh, Brooks Bollinger together uh, going over. It looks like, you know, trying to decide on what play to run. So very cool. Yeah. That's fantastic. That is absolutely fantastic. And that is why college football is awesome. Uh, one of the reasons why uh, Michael, I appreciate you hopping on the show, man. And maybe I'll see you one day in the sea of red at Memorial uh, stadium there in Lincoln. Yeah, this would be a good one. So hopefully we can uh, make a trip out there sometime. Yeah, for sure, brother. Take care, man, and have a wonderful day. You too. Memorial Stadium. I've been there, man. It is a great, great college football experience, Patty C. I mean, yeah. During during uh, essentially our youth, early teens, Nebraska, fucking dominant, so nasty, fucking dominant, man. And I three national championships in four years. I actually believe. I mean, I think ninety five Colorado put the the most players in the NFL at the time. Yeah, or maybe it was ninety four at the time. It's been broken by Ohio State and then Bama and then LSU or whatever and Georgia, but at the time, and that thing lasted for like five or ten years before that uh, got shattered. But I really believe that Colorado team was just so so nasty, and Tommy Frazier ran through them like nothing. And I'm convinced, I'm convinced that that team with Tommy Frazier is the best college football team I've ever seen. Yeah, like yeah, I, I, it's hard to argue with that. I mean, uh, in my lifetime, I'm not obviously I wasn't there for the Oklahoma teams that were f- really good, and you know some of the other teams. Well, that, consider you know two straight undefeated seasons, 25 straight wins for them, uh, and then you know they that, finished 11-2, an off year for Osborne, and then a third straight undefeated season during that run. They were so dominant, or not a third straight, but a third yeah. in four years. And and you know my feelings on 1999 robbery. They should have been playing for the national championship against Florida State in 1999. In my opinion, 12 and one and finished number three. And, and played. In my opinion, the Big 12 was by far the best conference in America that year. Yeah. So that that would be like Georgia losing the Bama in the SEC championship and not getting the. That the, seems yeah. like because uh, they beat Texas, the team they lost to by four, right in Austin. They beat him in the Big Twelve Championship by sixteen. Yeah. So I mean, this team they this team was really good. So yeah, that's one where we desperately needed a fourteen playoff. And look, voter fatigue probably played a factor in them not getting the nod. I mean, Florida State was a good team, obviously, and and uh, Virginia Tech had a special year, but they were playing in the Big East. You know, a, a much watered down conference. Uh, uh, yeah, and the Big East, the Big East was trash. And not look, if you go back to ninety nine, I know we're going on a tangent here, but like. Look at these defeats by Nebraska. They go at Iowa week one, win 42 to seven. Yeah. Right? 35 point win. Then they host the California Golden Bears, 45 nothing. Yeah. Right? Then they get Southern Miss, who was really good back then. They did squeak by Southern Miss 20 to 13, right? Yeah. Uh, then they go to Missouri, win 40 to 10, another 30 point win, right? Yeah. Oklahoma State by 24, Iowa State by 35. And right. it's not even so much that the score, the blowout scores are that impressive, which they are. It's that the other team isn't scoring any points. So there's no chance. Yeah. You know. Oh, it gets worse too. Like they, they beat a and M who was number 21 in the nation that you're 37, nothing. Yeah. Number five, Kansas state 41 to 15. Right. Uh, Those K state teams were awesome. Yeah. Too. Tennessee in the bowl game, which I think at Peyton Manning, they won by double digits and or actually no, that wouldn't Peyton Manning. That'd be T Martin. But uh, the only one that gave him a hard time was Southern Miss and Colorado, and then t- t- Texas beat him. But that league was nasty. That had year. Solich only been given that opportunity, maybe he stays there much longer. Of course, of course, man. They got robbed. They were like, I will argue this forever. I know I'm in a studio right now with a Virginia Tech football behind me. <laughs> right. I honestly believe they would beat Virginia Tech by by four. I would lay fourteen. 
I would lay 14 because Virginia tech to me is more like Kansas state. Look what they did to Kansas state. No, 45 to 15. That's a damn good comparison. Yeah, 41 to 15. Michael yeah. Bishop and Michael yeah. Vick weren't, you know, that dissimilar of football players and probably Kansas state. I don't know. They were very similar at that point, Virginia tech and Kansas state. Yeah. And Nebraska was dominant. So folks, I'm saying this. Yeah. I mean, it me saying it uh, folks. I, I look, I think six to six is probably what's going to happen. But I'm on the under. If I have to pick, Patty C's on the under. If it's you had a to pick. long road back to those glory years, yeah. but this might be step number one. Yeah, and uh, look, uh, folks, it's going to be exciting to watch because they're kind of one of these mystery teams too. I know we talked about Colorado and A and M and Mississippi State, Wisconsin, but you know, that's not that crazy of a schedule. The, they get Michigan at home. Yeah, you know, if they're if they're ahead of schedule, yeah, we're assuming yeah. they're you know pretty far behind schedule. If they're ahead of schedule, well, especially with the portal, we've never seen rule with the portal having access like this. Yeah. So we could be wrong on this. I don't feel great about my pick. This will not be on the locks episode. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so folks, we're both on the under, but we're rooting for you uh, to, to get back to the, honestly, like you think I'm doing shtick here. I want Nebraska to be 10 and two every year again, at least. Right. Let's go. I want it back. I like their uniforms. I want them, but I want power football back. Can we bring the fucking option attack back? Yeah. It's not Nebraska football unless you're slamming it down someone's. Yes, throat. all those Zach Weigert and all those all those big ass offensive linemen that they had for so many years. Let's get back to those days, folks. Folks, subscribe to the College Football Experience on YouTube. YouTube.com/slash the College Experience. Remember, like I said, uh, that's our podcast can be. The college football experience, wherever podcasts can be found. We also host the FCS college football experience, college basketball experience, college baseball experience, and now the big 12 experience. Remember the big 12 Nebraska. You should go back. Colorado's doing it. You should go back too. Uh, just throwing it out there. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. Uh, also uh, we're on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Give us a follow. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one check out the sports gambling podcast. That's always fun. Get the SGPN app. Um, it's free to download in the app store, Google play store. You get access to our picks, our previews, our podcasts, our guests. We got Phil Steele coming on next week to talk college football. Maybe I'll ask him some questions about the corn Huskers. Uh, Phil comes on every year. Great guy. And always does great work with his magazine stud. Uh, what else Patty C? Uh, yeah. Check out the sports getting podcast. They're already doing their NFL previews. So uh, check out that they're going team by team. All 32 teams, what just like corn Huskers, uh, NFL fans. What do you think? Vikings maybe Vikings. Yeah. That could be maybe. chiefs. Yeah, Broncos. Bears, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh folks, uh subscribe. I mean, yeah. So uh they're going team by team on the NFL. We are doing all 133 teams like we do every year. Well, this is the first year with 133. It was 131 last year. Every single college football team in the land we do a podcast for. So check us out. Uh all right, folks. Until next time. This is the college football experience. Nebraska Cornhusker style. GBR, they say GBR. You better start thinking about yours, and we out of here. Run.